everybody, and welcome back to What You Missed This Week on GH Podcast. So, Monday, I felt really bad for Chase in that opening because he looked like he was crying. I don't know, I'm still so torn because I feel like they go well together, but I also like the relationship that she has with Michael, although they could honestly be really good as just friends. And as the week has progressed, I'm not sure that Sasha has the same feelings for Michael anymore. I'm very confused, but I liked that Willow, you know, and came over to the Kronfos house. Like, that was really good, and I think she's a really nice person. And then we had the whole issue of Olivia crying and Tracy coming in and just being like, Ned, what did you do? And, like, I mean, I guess she could have assumed that he told her, but, like, I don't understand why it would be so bad if he was honest. Because weren't a lot of the issues in the Quartermain family that when they had affairs, they weren't honest with anybody? So why why would it hurt Ned to be honest about this? And her just assuming that he had said something to hurt her is going to give away the fact that he's hiding something. Tracy's not going about this in the best way. And if and when Olivia finds out, it's going to be on Tracy especially if information we get later on in the week and Olivia catching on that something's wrong, you know? And I really hope Alexis will be able to prove her part of the story and her version of events. And I'm very torn about Tracy's decision. Although, honestly, this is the woman who withheld her father's heart medication because she was mad at him about her inheritance or And I'm happy that Ned was kind of starting to realize that something was off. And I felt bad for Molly because she feels guilty, despite the fact that Jordan told her that TJ was done with her and to just move on with her life and to get over it. So that's on Jordan. And I was so grateful that TJ understood that. I'm happy that TJ, in a way, I'm happy that TJ kind of called off the ceremony because he didn't want to make a commitment after all of these things like he realized that they needed to work through it so I thought that was good um I thought Jason seemed kind of mad at Brando and I was confused about why and when I realized it probably had to do with the fact that he just got the news that they did believe that Sonny had passed and had not survived falling into the river even though we you know as viewers know differently um, I was shocked by the revelation that Brando is the one who told Carly to come, and they probably talked about that last week, and I just missed it somehow, but, like, that's cool, and very, um, brave <laughs> of Brando to do, and I thought that, um, Again, I was just really mad at Gladys for, like, bringing up the whole thing about Dev. Like, why does she hate Sunny so much? I'm just so lost about a lot of the motivation for Gladys, honestly. Um, I thought Sasha had a good point when she was talking to Brando. And have they really talked in depth about Brando and his past with addiction? Because I don't remember hearing anything about that. So that was interesting. And Carly and Jason making the plan for their next move. I was like, please don't do anything more that is rash. And 
I like that Brando is being so nice to Sasha, and I thought it was kind of sad that TJ just ran up and punched him. I mean, I guess he kind of deserved that, but he didn't, you know? Like, Molly, that whole situation is just strange, you know? But, like, I don't know, I guess Brando didn't really deserve that. And, uh, I was wondering if they were already setting up Sunny's disappearance in September because of the flashbacks to them looking for pictures. Or was it October? After Mike's death. And, I mean, I guess that isn't really setting it up, but that was pretty interesting to realize if they might have been setting it up back then. And I was like, he's not gone, Carly. Like, she know she has a feeling that he's alive, and I know that she'll follow up on that feeling because Carly has good intuition and tends to follow up on it. And, like, Sam is allowed to feel bad or, you know, sad about her father, even if she didn't like him. And I feel like it's kind of dangerous that she's trying to suppress those emotions, but I don't know. And, oh, my goodness, when Mike showed up to Sunny, that was so powerful. And I almost cried. And I felt bad uh, for Olivia. And I said Michael is a really good person. I don't think I wrote down the context of that, so. (laughs) But the fact that Sunny was kind of like halfway between Earth and Heaven was interesting. And I loved that Mike was coaching him through this. And then Carly and Jason were talking about, like, the will and stuff. And so with the casino... Is that how he makes his money? Is the casinos? Because he doesn't deal weapons or drugs. He imports coffee, but he also, I don't know, I'm very confused about what Sonny does. I don't think anybody really knows what Sonny actually imports. I mean, at least it's not drugs, you know? I thought it was pretty interesting a couple months ago. Sonny was kind of talking about that and talking about the fact that after what happened with Karen, he has decided to stop, try and stop the flow of drugs into the town, and I think that's good, but he's learned from it. And poor Alexis, I felt kind of bad for her. And I liked Finn on the phone when he was talking to Anna, I think. And then Chase showed up, and he was like, hold on, he's playing trades. That made me laugh. And I said Sam didn't have to be so rude. Again, don't really remember what that was about. And then Tuesday. So Tuesday, I will get back to the whole issue at hand with Ava and Carly in a minute. I thought it was kind of rude of TJ to just kind of run up and punch Brando. But, I mean, Brando did say he would have punched him too, so I guess it kind of worked out. And I thought it was good for Curtis to stop him from doing anything about being more stupid. And I don't blame TJ for being so mad, but that would be really upsetting. And I thought that was a good response that he had. I liked that Curtis gave good advice about, like, being honest with each other and key to success in a healthy relationship. And I was happy that Molly was being truly honest with TJ. And, like, TJ was her first boyfriend, right? I know it was, like, TJ and Rafe, and there was, like, a love triangle when they were younger, 2011, 2012, but like, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, I love Maxie, and I liked the whole, we're not rushing, but we're being bold. That was a good way to spin that, and I thought it was good that Nina was being hesitant, because it could cause Sasha to relapse, 
especially for comments online. And so I thought that was good argument. I thought that was good. And I kind of like Sasha's arguments. And I think Nina is making a good choice. And I liked that Nina said that even though Sasha turned out not to be her daughter, Sasha did give her the opportunity to feel like she had a daughter. And that was really sweet. And I'm glad that Jax is there for Jocelyn and Carly. And I felt really bad for Jocelyn because it did hit me how much loss poor Jocelyn has been through in about four months with Lulu, who's in a coma. But, you know, like, they don't know if she's going to be okay. And then Dev and Dustin and Sunny in, like, four months. That's a lot. Really two months since it happened so close to Thanksgiving with the floating rib. I thought it was nice of Jax to try to help Trina understand her father's choices. And I liked that he is respecting Jocelyn's choice for now and that he's kind of reserved the right to change his mind. And I'm happy I wrote Make Your Way Home, Sunny. And then I said, oh no, about him having amnesia. But like, I kind of knew from spoilers and stuff, but still. And then I said, you know, in the whole Ice Princess 2.0 storyline, which is deeply disturbing, um, Lulu, you know, was cryogenically frozen after she was forced to marry Stavros, and then she wouldn't consummate the marriage if Stavros had Nicholas shot, which makes no sense. Why would you want to shoot the heir to your family legacy? <sighs> anyway, so when she woke up, she didn't have her memory. And the only thing that she really remembered was being forced to marry Stavros, and it turned out that, like it was a coping mechanism. But I said, you know, she regained her memory about a month and a half after she was found. So... Admittedly, those hers was a coping mechanism, and but being frozen <laughs> likely didn't help the amnesia. And I was excited that he recognized the St. Christopher medal. That was good. And I thought it was interesting that he kind of assumed that being pulled over by the trooper was something bad. And I thought that was a nice of a trooper once he realized that he really didn't know who he was to give him an escort. And now... To the main thing that I had a lot of opinions on on Tuesday, Ava and Carly. You know, from the previews, I was thinking, you know, Carly would be was going to be mad at Ava, and I didn't really know why. And so, when Avery came in and said, like, "Mommy told me that Daddy is with um, Grandpa and Kiki," I thought that was what Carly was going to be mad at Ava about, and I'm like. Don't be mad at her about that. That's kind of a weird thing to be mad about. But then Ava did bring up the good point of her being Avery's mom and her legal guardian now that Sunny had died. And unfortunately, this probably will backfire since we know Sunny is alive. But, like, I don't, like, okay, I understand why Carly was upset because Avery has grown up in that house for the majority of her life and she's only ever really been to Windermere like four times <sighs> but like I don't know I mean I feel bad like and it's not like Ava will never let her see Carly ever again you know I've, I've said in my notes Ava let her stay with Carly some and don't take the girl that a that Carly has loved as a daughter from her and then Carly said some mean things you know on Ava's part this was a terrible time to bring this up like really bad but I mean if she didn't I don't know that Carly would ever really accept the idea 
of Avery going to live with Ava. I don't know. And also, is it weird to anybody else that Nicholas seems to know a little bit of everything about everything? Like, he's not a lawyer, but he understands custody papers, and he knew what medication to tell the nurse at Shady Brook to give Ava when he first returned in order to make her think that she was hallucinating or dreaming so that he could get information from her while pretending to be a ghost and also saying that Kiki was in hell. I'm still have not forgiven him for that, but oh, that was awful. But like, I don't know. He's kind of like Stefan in that sense, because like when Stefan accidentally shot Catherine, he went to Catherine's apartment and they were talking and he was like, have you had any response to some physical therapy thing? And Catherine was just like, what? And he was like, I did some reading. And Catherine did kind of walk again when he was working with her. I don't know. I just, <laughs> why, do they, why do they know a little bit of everything about everything? Um, I don't know. I kind of liked that Parley was like, Nicholas, you're just going to let her do this? And he's like, well, I don't really see why not. And she was like, or he was like, you know, he'll have, she'll have me. She'll have her mom. She'll have Spencer, hopefully soon. And Carly was just like, you really expect me to believe that your marriage is going to last? Which, like, that's rude. Um, I did like that at one point Nicholas is just like, Carly, how many kids are you going to keep from their parents? You know, because she's done that with about four kids. She did that with... Michael, which I mean is different because that is her biological child. She helped Jax keep Spencer from Nicholas as a baby for two months. Now she's keeping Nina and Nell apart without telling Nina, who just wants closure, you know? Like, and now potentially Ava and Avery. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I can't. Oh, yeah. So, Nicholas is his uncle's nephew. I know that phrase doesn't really work, you know, but I'm going with it. <laughs> I liked him being like, yes, we'll respect Sonny's wishes, but we're not going to be dictated by it. We're like, no, we'll take them into consideration, but we're not going to let our lives be dictated by it. And I was like, ooh. That's a, that's a very Stefan move, in my opinion. And at least he's not like his father. He was when he came back, in my opinion. Well, especially the nightmare sequence that Ava had, where he, like, grabbed her ankle from under the bed. And I know that was a nightmare sequence, but he still told her that her daughter was in hell for no reason. And, I mean, my thing is, I'm kind of on Ava's side about this, you know? I don't know. But, like, couldn't Avery probably have heard this whole conversation from up in her room because they were yelling at each other? And, like... <sighs> Custody arguments when children are awake and can hear the whole thing don't do any good. Like, Charlotte ran away last summer, be last May, because of that kind of stuff. And admittedly, it worked out. And I think Ava is very good with Trina, which I think shows that she has improved since the whole Kiki situation. So it doesn't make sense to be so mad at her for what she did to Kiki. I mean, yes, Carly can still hold anger against her for what she did to Morgan. But, like, Ava seems to have changed a lot since Kiki's death, and she's tried to make herself better. 
So I think it's a good thing to just let let her have her daughter. Because, like, wasn't there a time when Avery was calling Carly, like, mom? I feel like there was a time where that happened. I don't know. It's very complicated. And it's fiction. And not the same thing as any real laws, you know? And also, I didn't like that Carly brought Jax into it. And, like, she's still gonna- Avery can still come visit you, Carly. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be confusing, but she also loves Nicholas. That scene of her wanting to catch fireflies and him helping her was so sweet. And, like, he cares about her, and she cares about him, so what is the big deal? She can still come visit, she is not moving 500 miles away, and also when she was giving Avery a hug goodbye and Avery was like, Donna needs her big sister, and Carly glared at Ava over Avery's shoulder, said, yes, she does need her big sister. Like, she's not moving that far away. I don't know. Then there are some people that say that Avery might be Morgan's daughter, which would be interesting. Uh, Thursday, I thought the opening was pretty cute. I like Amy. She's got a good personality. And I kind of forgot that TJ beat him up at the beginning of a week. So I was like, why was he shirtless? But silly me. Um, and I don't actually have much to say about Laura this week. Isn't that surprising? Uh, I like that she and Curtis are such good friends. And I feel sad that she's beating herself up about this. Because, like, Cyrus likes to pinpoint people's weaknesses and just pounce on them and try and make them feel bad. But like, Laura is not like Cyrus. Yes, she has accidentally killed people, but she feels guilt. And I don't know how much guilt Cyrus feels about anybody's death other than his father's. I do believe that he feels guilty for what happened to his dad. Um, I'm happy that Curtis said that, you know, like, she was able to, you know, handle her own grief. She didn't have to just go over and be with Carly. Like, she was allowed to grieve by herself. I was like, thank you. That's a good point, Curtis. Um, I thought it was nice of her to help, to then help him try to figure out his whole stuff with Jordan. I thought that was good. Uh, I didn't like Cyrus bothering Sam. I did like that Sam was like, okay, first of all, back up. Because he does not understand the concept of personal space very well. And I was like, Sam don't have such a strong comeback. But also good for Sam for sticking up for herself. And then Sasha came over. And like, I understand why she's so mad at him. And I understand her motivation to try and just make him angry and make him pay. But like, that's not a good idea, you know? Like, it's awful idea to keep pushing this drug lord, you know? Like, he's gonna snap, and I really don't think it's wise for you to push him to the point of snapping, Sasha. And oh, I was like, Sasha, just please filter. And I liked the look on his face when she was like, you need some therapy for your mommy issues. And I was like, don't get so snarky, Sasha. Tread very carefully. Very carefully. And, oh, and then Brando came in. And then Cyrus was talking to Brando. And he was like, you know, don't make me use my leverage. Which honestly probably meant 
about Dev, but it could very well mean what my theory is about his leverage that he'll use since Jason's people are all protected. I just have a very bad feeling he's going to take Leslie. And that line that he said at the end about how, you know, like, be careful about those uh, ex-boyfriends. You know, Sasha used to date, was dating Michael Krampos for a while. That was gross. Like, just like an icky. But, like, I mean, I guess Brando and Sasha are kind of, like, they're not dating, but they kind of come off that way. And I think they realize if they need to maybe tone down their interaction a little bit, even if they are kind of flirting to a point of almost dating. And I thought it was good that Brando, Brando made some good points to Sasha. And I think it's really nice that Olivia cares so much about Alexis, and I thought it was nice of her to pull Sam out of that whole messed up situation. And I'm happy that Alexis has that security system. Because I think it'll prove that she didn't drink and drive. And, I mean, it did make sense for Ava to give her that photo album. So that was good. Thank you, Olivia, for pointing out to Sam that the tough love approach can only really get you so far. That maybe she should try having a little bit of compassion. That was good. Um, and I like that the coffee canister argument was the thing that made Sam realize that Olivia might be right. Olivia has always had really good intuition. And, like, weren't, wasn't there a time where she was, like, having these, like, premonitions of what was going to happen in the future? I think Alexis brought up some good points about, like, you'd know I had an alarm system if you ever came over. And, like, you need to make up your mind on if you're wanting to cut me off or not. And I was thankful that Sam extended the olive branch. I feel really bad for Sunny, but I think it's awesome that Nina's nurse is his nurse. That's cool. And I think it's nice of her to kind of take him in and like take care of him more than would normally be expected. Like, you know, going beyond, above and beyond what she's probably expected and required to do. And I liked the suggestion that he could be a chef since he knew so much about Bolognese. And when she was talking about working in a, in a long-term care facility for people with brain injuries and stuff, is that what Crichton Clark was? Because that's where, okay, that is where Nina said she was. So that would make sense. But also, is that not the place where all the drama went down in 2014 where um, Maxie and Nathan kind of got together after Maxie's fake boyfriend, um, whatever his name was, who was her fiance but he was really just using her for his father to get the Aztec treasure from Felicia and while they tried to kill Maxie over that Stavros was trying to impregnate Lulu with the embryo that was a Crichton Clark right that is a messed up storyline as well but like and her saying oh well, Port Charles is actually, it's in West New York, closer to the Pennsylvania side. I am 99% sure that Port Charles is supposed to be near Rochester and Niagara Falls. That really bothered me. And I thought it was nice of Brick to offer to help Jason. And that crime scene was brutal. And then Friday, I'm happy that everyone is kind of starting to believe Alexis. And how do Tracy and... Finn know each other. I kind of felt like he was trying to test her, but at the same time, they seemed 
to be pretty close, so maybe he wasn't trying to test her. Oh no, I thought Tracy made some good points with Finn's problems. Oh my goodness, when Alexis was like, I'm gonna burn these photos, I did not exactly watch this week in order, so I didn't really see Thursday's episode until after, like until this weekend, and I was worried it was a photo album of like her whole life. Because it had those pictures of Sam. Because it had pictures of Molly when Molly was young. But like, I don't know. I mean, I guess since it was all Julian's stuff, I guess it is kind of alright. As uh, bad as that probably sounds. But like, good for her though, you know? Giving herself some closure. Um, I forgot that she dated Sean. I don't know how I forgot that she dated Sean. Because I know that was during the Molly, TJ, Wraith love triangle. But I was just more interested in Molly's storylines, I think. I wasn't interested in Alexis's at the time. And Sam and Olivia trying to cover their investigation with Tracy. Like, you know, not letting Tracy know. They are not good at lying, and it's not going to work out very well, you know? <laughs> She's going to pick up on the fact it's very suspicious. And I thought it was sad that... I just felt bad for Michael. But I thought it was good that Chase is there for him with regards to the whole stuff happening with Sonny. But then I feel like that kind of got ruined when he was like, oh yeah, we kissed. And it was nice of Michael to buy beer, though, for the both of them. So I thought it was good of Chase to warn Michael to be careful. Especially after Carly kidnapped Florence, and I thought and what happened to the Novak family, I think it's good that he gave him a heads up that things come crashing down very quickly. Um, I thought it was good that Sasha and Willow had a pretty productive talk, and some of it was kind of awkward, but I think it's good for them to try and sort through their feelings together, and I feel bad for Willow still having feelings for Chase while also developing all these new feelings for Michael, and it, uh, I felt bad for Sunny. This is such an interesting storyline, and the actor who is playing the bartender seemed very, very familiar. I think it's really nice that Sonny is wearing his dad's watch, so that's how he figured out his name, so that's good. And then the door opened with the guy robbing the bar, and my first thought when I saw him from a distance was, oh my goodness, they brought Jerry Jacks back. I was so excited, and it was not him. <laughs> I was very disappointed, and I thought they were going to do like what they did with Helena on Halloween. Oh my goodness, that was one of my favorite things they did last year. Even if it was um, Spinelli and Sam having put together a computer program that s sounded like Helena, that was my favorite little surprise that they did last year. <laughs> I might have gotten a little too excited when, when that phone call happened. I was very excited. Um, I'm hoping that Jason will do the right thing and tell someone where Florence is. And I was like, do not give the man tips, Brick. I felt like he was kind of giving Cyrus tips. Like, he's going to do it again. And it's so interesting to me that Cyrus's logic is if I take out this family that's trying to move product into Sonny and Jason's territory, then Jason will have to tell me where my mother is. Which, like, I mean, it could work, but he's also dealing with Jason, who does not exactly give up on his plans that easily. 
and with the stuff about Brando having helped with getting Dev into the country and helping him stay there illegally, it's kind of risky. But I think Cyrus knows that he can basically control them because he has that leverage. And I kind of missed this yesterday, but will every cliffhanger be sunny this week? Kind of like a couple of weeks ago towards the middle of December when every day for three or four days the cliffhanger was Laura. That was cool. Um, okay, so question of the week time. And here's a big shocker. It has nothing to do with the cast dines. Isn't that amazing? So, uh, my question of the week is, was anybody ever buried alive on this show? Because I distinctly remember, as a kid, seeing on a soap opera, but I, like, distinctly remember seeing someone in a white dress, like, white, like, wedding dress, with long blonde hair, lying next to a hole in a park. And it looked like the original, like, the park set from General Hospital. Not the one that they have now. Like, the actual park that is supposed to be in Port Charles. And, like, I vividly remember this, and every time I look it up, I can't find anything. And all I find is the stuff about Days of Our Lives and Carly being buried alive. It's literally impossible for me to be remembering this. And also, it's so strange to watch that storyline, just uh, knowing that the actor who played Bo goes on to play Stavros. It is so strange watching <laughs> him play a character who is nice and not, and not just totally evil like Stavros is. So, thanks everybody. Hope you have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Also, I was very sad to hear of the passing of John Riley. I did not hear about that until after I'd posted last week's episode. Um, but Sean is another one of my favorite characters from that time. Like 80s, 90s GH. They did say that they would be doing a special tribute episode to him, so hopefully that will be a good episode. <laughs>